0: Welcome to the First Presbyterian Church of Thibodeau and Houma, Louisiana. Through our preaching series, we pray that you would hear the gospel proclaimed. By visiting either one of our congregations, we hope you feel the love of Christ and can worship with us. So join us as we dive into today's sermon.
1: Lord, Lord, become this morning to sing of your grace, to meditate upon your love, to gather and grow as your word is proclaimed, as it is read, speak to your church, that we may fully understand your grace day by day, that we may understand the full gospel, the full work you have done. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Even as I say, know the full gospel, just as the Father himself, as we have discussed, is immense and incomprehensible in his immensity. The gospel, in many ways, is a mystery. It's profound. It is beyond our full understanding. But we have been given what we need to know, and we need to enter in that. And so, I was looking through my, my sermon catalog in my um, on my computer and it's pretty extensive and it's gone through different versions of my own personal um, filing system so initially i filed everything under the um sermon scripture but then i realized that some of these are more topical and whereas so somewhere along the way i have topical sermons and i have my scripture and i was kind of stunned going through my files of 21 years of sermons and, and i had not I feel like I have, but I couldn't find one on the five points of grace. I was kind of surprised. That doesn't mean it didn't happen. And I know it has inhabited my preaching for 21 years. So this morning I want to begin with an overview, introduce us to the five points. I'd like to tell you it's going to be a short, shallow dive, it's going to be a shallow, wide dive. And uh, we're going to try and, and land this plane in a reasonable amount of time. But I want us to not pretend that we're going to walk away understanding everything about this mystery. But on the other hand, I want us to understand at least a little bit about how God saves us. Okay, and so we talk about the five points of grace. Understand that in the Presbyterian system and Reformed theology, we believe in God's grace. We have names for part of it, but it's one whole coming from God. And so these are categories we use to understand his saving work called grace, often referred to as the good news, the gospel. And so, again, we look at it, and doctrine like this can be challenging, but it's important. John Piper, the author of the book, The Five Points, talks about his conversion, if you will, into a reformed framework of understanding the sovereign grace of God, or the doctrines of God. He writes on page 9, But all the wrestling to understand what the Bible teaches about God is worth it. God is a rock of strength in a world of quicksand. We should say amen to that. To know Him in His sovereignty, that means in His control, His reign, His power, His glory, all of that. Sovereignty is to become like an oak tree in the wind of adversity and confusion. And along with the strength is sweetness and tenderness beyond imagination. The sovereign lion of Judah is the sweet lamb of God. you didn't know this about John Piper, if you know him at all, Uh, he is a great theologian. He has been a pastor for many, many years. Uh, He also writes poetry. And you can hear when you listen to him speak of God. It's one of the reasons I think I appreciate him so much. What he just said there is so very true. In the power, in the strength of God, there is always the sweetness and the tenderness of his mercy and love. And so when we come to these doctrines of grace, and we must understand that they have fallen upon hard times in our culture. But even within Christianity, they're often referred to as the five points of Calvinism or more generally as Calvinism. These doctrines show us how God works to save us. And what we discover there is that we have less independence, to use a popular word, we have less agency than we think we do. And that's alarming to modern humanity. We don't like to hear that. fact of the matter is, it hurts our feelings. It's very counter to our culture. One of the things I don't like about talking about the five points of Calvinism or studying the five points of Calvinism is that Calvin didn't write them. Calvin wrote the Institutes of Christian Religion when he was a... I think he wrote the first draft when he was 28 years old. Every time I think of that, it makes me feel like such a slacker. He spent his entire life revising and bringing them forward. On my shelves, you would find about three or four books that I've read as many times. The Bible, obviously. Um, a few novels by Louis L'Amour that I've read repeatedly. A book by escapes me at the moment, but Eugene Peterson, one of my favorite pastors, and then this book, The Institutes of Christian Religion. Now, over time, Calvin, who discipled many, many leaders, had a disciple named Beza. Beza uh, taught a student named Arminius. Arminius rose five objections to Calvinism, and the five points of Calvinism were written by the Synod of Dort, D-O-R-T, to combat them. I am not at all compelled to support or tell you the five objections of the Arminians. However, I will talk about the five points of the Synod of Dort. You can find the Synod of Dort online. You can read it to your exhaustion. It is dry reading. John Piper, much better. But it is also good theology. Now, the teachings of the Synod of Dort, just bringing it forward quickly, are represented by an acronym made famous at this point called TULIP, T-U-L-I-P. Now, it's a funny thing about that. Nobody knows who coined that acronym. Probably some desperate seminary student, hundreds of years ago, grappling with how to remember the five synods of Dort. Five points of the Senate of Dort, lest they fail and never become a pastor, right? And so they came up with the expression tulip, probably because of its nearness to Holland, and so it has been ever since. Total depravity, unconditional election are, as I often say it, unmerited favor, limited atonement, irresistible grace, perseverance of the saints. Now, an acronym forces things into an order for memory. doesn't mean it's the best order. doesn't mean it's the best way to present it. And so today, as we do our dive in, our shallow dive into the topic, we're going to treat it with a different order, TILIP. And I'll explain that in just a little bit. But it's uh, one that John Piper recommends, and the moment he recommended it, I ran it through in my head, and I'm like, oh, that flows so much better because one thought building on the next if I fail to do that this morning it's my failing not his or the doctor's all of this is five ideas five facets of a diamond for the whole doctrine we call grace and so we want to be aware of that and so let's dive in point one total depravity Romans fourteen twenty three says this, but whoever has doubts is condemned if he eats because the eating is not from faith for whatever does not proceed from faith is sin. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. That is the scary sentence. And really it's only the last third of that verse that I want to look at for whatever does not proceed from faith is sin. And that points out the unclarity we have in modern culture and I think through most of human history about what sin is. We think sin is harming someone or something or some organization or somehow harming God. We do understand that we cannot harm God. We can bring disrepute to his name, but he is beyond our ability to harm his very nature unchangeable as we've discussed but whatever does not proceed from faith is sin sin is disobeying God God calls us to live all of our lives by faith Romans 1 the righteous shall live by faith I don't think I've made it to your list Romans 1 17 the righteous shall live by faith not by their intellect Not by the might of their hand, not by their rationality, their ability to reason. Although all of those are part of your life, they will all be exhibited throughout your life here on earth. We must live by faith first. Our intellect, our reason, the power of our hand must be shaped and directed by faith. Then we can live. We must realize at some point that on our own, we are unfaithful and therefore sinners. All the time. All the time. And this is our great sorrow. On page 17 in the five points, Piper puts it this way. When we speak of man's depravity, we mean man's natural condition apart from any grace exerted by God to restrain or transform man. We've got to remember the message on common grace. That God is constantly restraining the creation, right? He's restraining humanity's proclivity to sin through common grace. And therefore, we can see evil men, we can see sinners doing good things on a common basis. So a lot of people like to try and convict Christianity, right? And one of the ways they like to convict Christianity is say, well, what about Gandhi? Gandhi was a good man. Was he? Have you actually read a hard biography, a deep dive into Gandhi's life? He did do amazing things. He, he shaped the nation. He turned the course of tyranny in his land. He did a great bit of good as God restrained the evil of humanity through God's common grace. But his infidelities, his bad behaviors, his mistreatment of people who work for him and live with him, it's out there. You see, even the good we do We're still sinners. Because we don't do it in faith. If it's not done in faith, it's ultimately still sinful according to God's scripture. He did amazingly good things, but he was totally a sinner. And so am I. And except for God's grace, working in any of our lives, we all are sinners. There's no room for any other understanding according to that scripture. As you've heard me point out often, we were created good in God's image, but there's no part of us where the sin has not touched That's total depravity. That's the word. We're totally dependent upon faith to live. And that happens by grace alone. Think of it another way from a human example. If you ask a child to take out the trash, I know none of us have had this experience. I am not ratting out any of my children because my children are perfect in every way and they are sitting in the back in in various places. But you ask a child sometimes, I've heard of it, to take out the trash. They don't want to take out the trash. They have ten reasons why it is unrational for you to ask them to take out the trash in this moment you make it clear that they are taking out the trash. There might be pain involved if they do not. Not that we threaten any physical harm ever, but we will remove pleasure and joy from your life until you take out the trash. And so they take out the trash. They are muttering things under their breath as they take out that trash that they certainly did not learn in church. Can I get an Amen. Not that any of us have experienced this. We're amening for others, those poor souls, wherever they may be. They take the trash out. They kick over some cans. They drop some trash along the way. They curse your name under their breath. They grumble. They complain. Have they really obeyed you? Have they really done good? I mean, they've done what you asked them to do. But they were not faithful. This is our condition. So the working that we do, the works we present as good before God, as Paul says, are filthy writers. They are unworthy. We cannot do good. We are totally depraved. We're helpless. We can do nothing to save our... Love the Lord your God with all your mind, heart, soul, and strength. If you have not done these things, you are a sinner. So that's the T. Entillip. formerly known as Tullip. Point two, irresistible grace. Oh, people hate irresistible grace because they don't understand it. This is the one where a lot of people say, I am a Four-point Calvinists. Some say they're three-point Calvinists. It's really interesting to listen carefully to people challenging the doctrine of irresistible grace. They insist that we have to choose faith. They are not wrong. Yet they are so wrong. You do have to choose. It's the manner of your choosing that we're discussing right now. And so again, the Scripture Romans 3 verse 10 as it is written none is righteous no not one no one understands no one seeks for God all have turned aside together they have become worthless no one does good not even one that sounds pretty specific to me I've been talking a little bit about the word all but this is different not one No subset that is a scathing assessment of our status under total depravity but I want us to think a moment here I want us to try and grow in our faith when you meet people within the church when you encounter very mature Christians I want you to think of the very mature Christians you know now or have known in the past And I want you to think about how often they took credit for their conversion experience. Those who have praised their intelligence to be smarter than others to choose Jesus. Have you ever heard that? Have you ever heard someone get up in a testimony and talk about how their choice was superior to the billions of people on this planet who will not make that choice today? I would dare say you have never heard such a speech because it's ridiculous to it. Nobody would say,
0: and this is an imaginary crazy person, well, I was just smarter than my friends and family and I exercised more wisdom than they
1: did and I chose Jesus. No. The mature believer in Christ says, every time I've heard it, this is the classic way of saying it, but I've heard a thousand different versions of it. But for the grace of God, there go I. Amen? And we've heard that testimony over and over again. I have my own version of it. I like to say the more I grow in Christ, the less I had to do it. When you realize the truth, you were totally depraved. You were an utter sinner. You had no chance by your own nature, no ability to draw yourself into salvation. You could not rescue your drowning body from the ocean. But this irresistible grace comes in and grasps your hand and draws you forth and joy replaces the sorrow. We are unable to submit to God in our original condition. Unless God extends his grace to us, we cannot choose him. And when God acts, can we agree that God always succeeds? Yeah. God has never failed. And he never will. And if he extends his grace, then we will respond. You are just saying this a couple weeks ago. Um, I know some of you were unfamiliar with this hymn and do not love it quite as much as I do. I've had a, I had ai do not know if you saw the Facebook post where an Arminian friend of mine claimed this hymn as the Arminian fight song. I don't think he's reading the hymn very well. So I want to review it. Long my imprisoned spirit lay. Fast bound in sin and nature's night, thine eye diffused a quickening ray. I woke the dungeon plain with light. My. The ray came. I was trapped. I was unable to see. I was trapped by my very nature in a darkness, unpenetrable. And his eye cast upon me and the ray of light that broke forth from that, it caused the dungeon I was living in to become aware to me. I could see I was enslaved. And in prison for the first time. And in that moment. I did not take off the chains. They fell off of me. I was set free. His work. shown in my choosing to stand up. To walk out of that dungeon. And follow him. Amen. That is not the Arminian fight song. That is the good news of Jesus Christ. Presented clearness. Clearly to us. We cannot go forth and follow God lest He empower us to do so. It's obvious, and that is why our joy should be so great. Joyful, joyful, we How many psalms can I put in one sermon? We'll come back to that in a future message. Point three, limited atonement. So if you're wondering why some people are frequent Calvinists, it's this idea that Christ died for the elect, alone. These two are intricate, They're totally linked together. They're interwoven. You cannot totally separate them. I had trouble writing about one without actually drifting into the other. Modern Christians have a problem with this idea because they believe Christ died once for all. Scripture says well, We need to think more carefully Piper again on page 37. Let's understand what atonement is first and then move forward. The atonement is the work of God in Christ on the cross. You're going to get an outline of a future sermon here if you listen carefully. By which he completed the work of his perfectly righteous life. That's point one. Canceled the debt of sin, number two. Appeased his holy wrath against us, number three. And won for us the benefits of salvation. Christ did that for you on the cross. His righteous life to cover your unrighteousness. His perfect blood shed to put it upon your life that you would be perfect. The wrath of God appeased so you do not have to die eternally. And all the benefits of salvation, the life you're leading right now. The atonement, brothers and sisters, come to us by irresistible grace. And it is limited to those God has given it to. I promise to unpack all that in another sermon. John 3, 21. Let's look at this idea, verse 21. But now the righteousness of God has been manifested apart from the law, although the law and the prophets bear witness to it, the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ. For all who believe if you're in your own Bible you should underline this for all who believe another scripture Christ Jesus whom God put forward as a propitiation by his blood to be received by faith this was to show God's righteousness because in his divine forbearance he had passed over former sins it was to show his righteousness at the present time so that he might be just and justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus they they say he died once for all. But which all? You ever thought about that? Which all? Because we use that word in many different ways. I grew up in New Orleans. I was trying to remember, because you know when you're a kid, your memory's kind of fuzzy. I listen to the radio a lot. And um I remember it's a top 20 hit, but I don't know if that was nationally or just in New Orleans or just on this one radio, I really don't know. But y'all y'all may remember Dr. John's song. Went on down to the Ottoman zoo and they all asked for you. I can't remember how it goes exactly. But you know, the monkeys ass and the giraffe's ass, they all asked for you. They even inquired about. Well, the all there is just the animals at the zoo. It's a subset of the whole. And for instance, if I said I went to a party and all of y'all were there. Well, I really kind of mean most of you were there, right? But we have clarity because the justifier, the one who has faith in Jesus, they all are saved through the work of Jesus Christ. Those who believe are all saved the limited atonement is applied to those who are saved we have to understand god doesn't fail his grace is by definition irresistible if god knows who he is giving his grace to then jesus died for those it all links together Once God's grace comes to you, the decision, the conclusion, the rationale for faith is the only option. And the atonement is applied to you then. Thank you, Lord. Gratitude. Oh, thank you. The grace is applied on purpose, not on an accident, but on purpose to God's children point four unconditional election also known as unmarried favor so if in recognizing our total depravity we experience sorrow if in irresistible grace we face joy limited atonement we experience gratitude then unconditional election should cause surprise he chose me i didn't deserve it i didn't do a darn thing the more mature i get the less i had to do with it I'm really not all the way there, but I already get. I didn't do anything. Why me? How me? Some of you are old enough to remember, um, I think it was Sally Fields received some kind of award. You like me. You really like me. She's just stunned, right? Just blown away. God likes me. Romans 9:15. You have to understand His right to choose, His power to choose. So having been willed by God into this relationship with Him whereby His power you have chosen to follow Him. God is sovereign over His grace. No choice of man can supersede the choice of God and therefore just as we understand logically that it makes sense that God would have died for the people, God knew He would say that He will choose to work in this method of our choosing Him to select His people We see that his grace makes all of that possible. The atonement of Jesus is limited to those who God will save. And he will work in our lives. This is a stumbling block for the religious. It's foolishness to the world. But it is the word of God to us. It is the good news. And so we live surprised by grace. His atonement is not earned, but freely given. I know that needs more work. We'll come back to it. But I've got to move on. Point five Perseverance of the Saints. Romans 5. You should be able to remember that. Point five, Romans 5. Anyone ever tells you, oh, they're just proof texting? He's just pulling the scriptures. I want you to read Romans 8, 9, 10, and 11. As much of one sitting as humanly possible. Not one verse, it's chapters of the Bible that clearly point this out. Romans 5, verse 1. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him, we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings. Knowing that suffering produces endurance. And endurance produces character. Character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame. Because God's love has been poured into our hearts. Through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. If God's love has been poured into your heart. The Holy Spirit is dwelling in you. And he will give you all the endurance you need. You will not be put to shame. You will not walk into the final judgment and be told to go away God will bring you all the way home And if you haven't figured it out i taking all these very logical doctrines and attaching emotion to them brothers and sisters that should bring you immense comfort we're so fickle we fail so readily. do we really Want this up to us? Do you really desire good news that is dependent on your choosing? That sounds like foolishness to me. Or would you rather have it in the permanence of God? The unchanging one, the one who has no need, who is self created or self existent, I should say. Scratch that, that never happens. This one will bring you all the way home. We're going to end there. So the point is not to create controversy. It's not to um, attack any brothers and sisters in Christ. Rather, it is to show you the work of grace in a way that makes sense. Due to our total depravity, we are helpless, and therefore we need an irresistible grace to illuminate for us the decision we need to make to follow and be a Christian. If we do that, then we experience the benefits of atonement provided to those who love God and by faith have chosen to follow Him. You have not deserved it. You have not earned it. You're not smarter, better, or faster than anyone else. It is a free gift given by God to you. And brothers and sisters, once you've received the gift, it will not be ripped out of your hands, not even by yourself. Even if you appear to have left God, you will return to him. He will carry you all the way home. And we will address all of that more. Amen. Amen? Amen. Amen. With that, let's pray. Father, we are grateful for your work. We're grateful for the work of these Calvinists who are not creating a doctrine out of whole cloth, but rather embracing your gospel and articulating it to the world. That for 500 years, and frankly going back to Augustine and the Apostle Paul and to the very man Jesus Christ who is your son, we have learned these truths from your word. It's merely a way of organizing your thought that you have given to us. Lord, we pray that as we study this, we would never become harsh in our knowledge, but rather the opposite, we would be humbled by your word to fully save us despite ourselves that we can do nothing nothing more by our own hands to force you into this you have chosen freely as the only one who can freely choose Father by the work of grace in our lives we have become your children and therefore we can pray as Jesus taught us our Father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever amen and amen father we are grateful for the opportunity to get we're grateful for this opportunity to come before you on the knees of our hearts To recognize you as Lord, to believe in your sovereign grace, the good news of Jesus Christ, that indeed he did die once for all who believe. We're grateful for that work. Lord, bless your church, but not for our own glory, but that you might be magnified in the world, that we might serve others as you have served us. Bless us to be a blessing, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I hope today my prayer that you would have learned of God's amazing life that you would see that you have nothing nothing to provide him that he hasn't given you and that is freedom that is power for now when you go into the world and you share and serve others the results are not your responsibility. The Father is working in and through you to do what He will. Serve Him. Join me in these words. Praise to you God of our salvation. You come to our help and set us free. May your strength be our shield and your word our lamp that we may serve you with pure hearts and find deliverance in Jesus Christ our Savior. As you go this day, know that the Father has loved you with an everlasting love. That the Son loved you to the cross and died in your place. And that the Father and the Son have sent the Spirit upon you to dwell in your heart and guide you that you may never be alone. Praise be to God. God bless you all. Amen.
0: Thank you for tuning in to today's sermon. If you want to learn more about our churches, please check out our websites. For the Thibodeau location, www.thibodeau.com fpct.net. And for our HOMA location, www.houmafirstchurch. That is homafirst.church. Again, thank you for tuning in and may God bless and enrich your day. See you next Sunday.